to Philosophize Sales, the show where we apply philosophical theories and questions to help us drive more business. My name is George Hogan, and let's get to it. So I was in a meeting yesterday, purely as an observer, with a large group of SDRs and their managers. So there were SDR teams from multiple verticals there. Each team has dramatically different lists to dial from. They run different cadences, and they lead the sales charge into dramatically different markets. So the managers there, again, representing different verticals, uh, are running through the agenda items. And the first stop after running through that is pulling up the old activity dashboards. Now, As a sales leader myself, I rely a lot on dashboards. I rely a lot on KPIs. I look at a lot of different metrics. I think there are some that are absolutely important. I think there are some that are not. But one thing that I will say that I do not do is I don't pull up in any meeting a large dashboard showing lots of charts and lots of graphs and lots of different leading indicators and all these different things. The reason is I can talk to my team about these things. I can uh, summarize these things. I can put them in bullet points. I can use them in coaching. Having a large team sitting there and looking at a, a dashboard doesn't really do much. Nonetheless, so Looking at these dashboards as my eyes were shuffling from one bar graph to yet another pie chart, I couldn't help to get lost in the noise. I was lost. They were lost. I guarantee you the managers were lost. So many KPIs to track, so many data points to consume. It's tiring. The meeting continues, and they reach the main point that was needing more discussion. The summary was essentially this, and hear me out. So the call and the email volume is right on track. Good job, SDRs, right? That's one of the main things they need to be doing is dialing, getting meetings booked for the AEs. Good job. Activity is right on track. The ARRs uh, generated from the SAOs were also right on track. The aggregated talk time was also right on track. So to me, I'm hearing this. I think it sounds pretty good, right? All their numbers are there. All the leading indicators seem to be making sense. But then you got to look at lagging indicators, right? So remember the difference between leading and lagging indicator. A lagging indicator is a closed one deal. But you can't really discern much from there. You can't really coach to that. If you just look at, hey, you closed six deals, that's great. But it doesn't allow you to see what's going to happen next month or the next month because we all know that sales fluctuates. It ebbs and flows. So if I'm trying to build my team or if I'm trying to get better or if I'm trying to understand the market and look at sentiment, if I just say, hey, we closed six deals this month for $250,000, it doesn't really tell me very much because next month I might close 12 deals for $100,000. What did I learn? Well, I got to look at the leading indicators, which is activity, which is opportunity creation, which is average order order value. There's a lot there. So either way, all of the leading indicators look good. Multiple verticals with multiple teams are all hitting their leading indicator benchmarks. Well, that's when it took a twist. So apparently one of the SDR teams is right on track with the associated ARR generated from the past leads uh, that they uh, sent over to the AE team. Great. Sounds good. But they didn't have enough declined leads, which according to these holier-than-thou KPIs, is supposed to tell them that they're not on track. So let's just kind of see what that says here, right? The team is not declining, is not handing enough leads that the AE team is declining. So the basic premise would be, all right, well, if the AE team is constantly declining leads, maybe the leads aren't really that good. 
And if they're not declining that many, that means they're really good. Well, I was a little confused, as you might be as well, but as an observer, I wanted to see what was going to come of the statement. Unsurprisingly, the called-out SDR team asked the question, well, if our numbers, our ARR numbers are on track, and the activity is on track, and the aggregated talk time is on track, why does it matter if we don't have a 25% decline rate? Doesn't that mean that we're finding better leads and handing over better deals that would close? Aren't we hunting more effectively? These are great questions for an SDR to ask their leader. The response, however, was this. Well, good point, but you are paid on SAO, sales accepted opportunity. So regardless of the outcome, we need to get a better balance of accept versus decline. We need more volume going to the AEs rather than only deals handed to them on a golden platter they're going to close. So what they're telling the team is just go out there and get as many deals. doesn't matter. The, throw a hundred out there at them. They're going to accept 90 of them. We're going to accept 75 of them, maybe 25 will close. That's their argument there. The, AE, the SDRs in question said, well, what if we just handed them the best leads possible? Well, no, because it's about volume. So all of this discussion and hunting the KPIs and all these metrics brings us to our philosophical question of the day. It's kind of a mixture of philosophy and logical reasoning. Is there such a thing as too much data in the sales world? To answer this question, let's talk about Robert McNamara. You've probably heard that name before, but Robert Strange McNamara, born in 1916, died in 2009, was an American business executive at Ford, and he was also the U.S. Secretary of Defense from 1961 to 1968. So you're looking at that time period. We're talking JFK and LBJ. Um, he also played a major role in two, 20th, two of the 20th century's biggest, I guess, foreign policy snafus in American political culture. One is the Cuban Missile Crisis, and the other one, of course, being the Vietnam War. McNamara played a major role in escalating the U.S. involvement in the Vietnam War, and it was his approach to this war that led to what we now call the McNamara fallacy. What is the McNamara fallacy? Well, in short, it involves a decision making its decision based solely on quantitative observations or metrics and ignoring pretty much everything else. Um, the reason is often that these observations cannot be proven or unproven. So essentially what they're doing is they're saying, if you can't measure it, it doesn't exist. So we only have to measure things that exist, which means that we come up with metrics and we come up with KPIs. It doesn't take any of the qualitative factor into anything. So if we're thinking about it in the sense of the Vietnam War, this is a really, really interesting conversation. So how did he approach Vietnam? Well, McNamara took his old playbook from his days at Ford. That being, if you look at how many cars you want produced or the desired outcome and divide that by the human capital involved, employees, you'll come to the magic number of people needed per car. What does that mean? Well, if you want to 5x the amount of cars produced so you can sell 5x or 4x, well, you simply add more bodies to the factory floor. It makes a little bit of sense. It's not perfect. There's a lot of uh, economic 
uh, factors that are going to fa- uh, that are going to play in here. We could be talking about how much does each car cost. We could talk about regional areas. We could talk about generally what the economy is doing, what consumers are doing, what the unemployment rate is. There's a lot of things there, but that was the basic simple approach. So it is a simple approach and one that does kind of have a few landmine assumptions built in. So when applying that to a war, and especially a conventional war, like the wars that he was used to, right, World War One, World War Two, and even Korea, although Korea was a little bit more complicated, the equation essentially was this. So you take the desired outcome, which is victory, or to be somewhat dark, a maximum amount of belligerent deaths, honestly. If you take those deaths and then you divide it by the amount of American boots on the ground, then you'll have your variable that you can tweak, right? So the problem here was that Vietnam wasn't like World War II, right? We didn't necessarily know in Vietnam how many troops that the Vietnamese had. Why? Because it was the North Vietnamese. It was the Viet Cong. It was a guerrilla war, and anyone and everyone was fighting for the independence of their country, not to go too far down that path, but you got to remember that Vietnam essentially has been occupied for a thousand years. They were occupied by the Chinese, they were occupied by the French, they were occupied by the British, and then the U.S. came in there and occupied them. So this was something that was secondhand, constantly fighting for the independence of their country. So we weren't able to measure how many people were actually fighting. And since that was indefinable, it was simply not factored in. After years of death, McNamara realized that in 1969, that the boots on the ground were not going to be a winning formula, and he advised the U.S. they need to leave Southeast Asia. Of course, Nixon kept on fighting for another seven years, only to lose that war, and then we saw some of the prolific pictures of the fall of Saigon, everybody jumping onto the helicopter, et cetera, et cetera. So what does the McNamara fallacy actually tell us? One, you measure only, uh, you, uh, measure only what can be easily measured. Two, You disregard that which can't be measured easily. Three, you presume that which cannot be measured easily is not important. Thus, whatever cannot be measured easily is not important and therefore does not exist. And that's a perfect example of what was going on in Vietnam, right? When you had children and women and and elderly that were almost impossible to factor in, they could be running up any time with an M16 or a landmine or a grenade, you had no way to factor that in. And since you couldn't measure it, you couldn't just say, well, all people in Vietnam are going to be potential uh, guerrillas. You can't measure it, so let's just pretend like it doesn't exist. Now, let's bring this back to our SDR conversation. Desired outcome for a company should be revenue and a short sales cycle. That's it. You want to predict exactly how much you're going to be able to bring in every single month. You do this for a lot of reasons, but the easiest one is you have to make sure you're paying your bills, whether you're servicing debt or you're trying to do an acquisition, trying to get profitable. There's a lot of different things, but that's what you need to do. Shorter sales cycles and more revenue. And you can take that number and divide it by SDR activity, and you should get your SAO number. So essentially what you're looking at, take the number that you want to make in revenue, and you divide it by SDR activity, and you should get your SAO number. In this case, however, the SAO number was the actual desired outcome. So this makes us change the formula. You can say um, 10 SAOs per month. Divide that by the activity, and then you get the number of people needed to be the SDRs. This, honestly, is not the correct 
formula for a business. If you do that, you fall into the hole that many startups have a hard time recovering from. They get a bunch of VC money or angel investor money. They simply ramp up on their sales hiring, hoping that each quota carrying rep is going to deliver X and then everything is going to be great and they're going to have that early exit that everybody dreams of. So if we get the desired amount of SDRs to reach the desired amount of SAOs, are we really solving a business problem here? We're not. However, if we live by metrics and too many KPIs, we're not actually inspiring our team to hit real numbers and drive real business. We're simply looking at the wrong numbers and pretending that it is not the problem, excuse me, pretending that it is the problem that we're trying to solve. So just like McNamara came to realize, the numbers simply don't add up. And if we focus on SAOs only for SDRs, what we end up doing is creating a bunch of garbage leads that waste time and energy. There is such a thing as too many KPIs and too many dashboards. That's it for today, folks. If you have any comments or questions, email me at philosophizesales at gmail.com. This is George Hogan, and you just philosophize your sales. See you next time.